I'm Amy Shields. I'm Mark Frost. Hi, I'm Kimmy Robertson. So our Twin Peaks Unwrapped, the book, is currently out at bluerosemag.com. It is $19.99, so get your copy today as supplies are very limited and will be running out very soon. So if you haven't got your copy today, go to bluerosemag.com today. Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. Another edition of Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Brian Gazaska. Beside me, as always, Ben Durant. Through the power of the internet, I shouldn't even say beside me. You are at, at your home. I'm at my home. It is 10 o'clock at night, and we're recording this on location from each other's homes. I think we we uh, got all the kinks out, so I think this will be a nice episode audio-wise. So, Ben, before we get into the show, we got some housekeeping we should do. This week we're going to the big we're going to the Twin Peaks Festival. So please, if you're there, there's gonna be like 300 people at this thing. That's awesome. Um, and if you recognize our voices, and we don't know everybody's names, just come and say hi. You know, it's so funny that like <laughs> I was 17 years old in 1992, and I just like was so excited to go to see the place and you know the falls and the Double R Diner and all this. And now you know, 25 years later, I think I'm just as excited to see people you know i mean i want to i want to see the places but there's so many yeah. people that i can't wait to see yeah yeah i i'm excited to um you know meet the celebrities but i think overall it's always seeing scott ryan and brad dukes and john thorne and everybody that we've come to become friends with and then meeting new people and then hanging out for four days and just talking to him peaks and it's going to be so amazing so much fun Oh yes, I've decided I'm going to bring my um, my Twin Peaks soundtrack vinyl cover, and I'm going to have everybody sign that. Oh, that's clever. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to fit it in your suitcase? I'm not going to bring the record. I'm just going to bring the case. Okay. Yes, I'm going to put it. That's. I was playing the soundtrack today on our Facebook page. You can like us on Facebook. I I played the uh the A side of the the Twin Peaks soundtrack today live. Yeah, I, I actually tuned in for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty cool. I, I figured, hey, why not? If I'm going to listen to it, maybe I'll do Facebook Live and uh, let other people enjoy as well. But July 31st is the last day you can vote for us in the People's Choice in TV and Film at the thepodcastawards.com. July 31st. All you got to do, go to podcastawards.com, hit the banner, sign up. Vote. It literally takes less than five minutes. We appreciate it. This is the last week. So if you haven't done it yet, do it, do it, do it. And yeah, this gets us in the running. I mean, at least it gets yeah, to be a yeah, part yeah. of all the other podcasts that are up for the awards. And I'm sure everybody watched the San Diego Comic-Con panel for Twin Peaks. A lot of cool things happened. But the biggest piece of news that came out of all this was how Twin Peaks August 6th will be starting at 8 p.m. How do you feel about that, Ben? 8 p.m. Well, my, well <laughs> I have a lot of feelings. My, one, my own personal feeling, having, having kids, it's going to be harder to be able to watch Twin Peaks now because uh, my but kids lot, well, yeah. don't go to sleep. <laughs> it was hard enough at 9 o'clock, and now 8 o'clock, they definitely won't be asleep. But then my other feeling was I was concerned that 
why they were doing this. Like, okay, why, you know, did, have they lost interest in Twin Peaks, that they're moving around? But really, I think it has to do with uh, Ray Donovan. That yeah. show's coming back. And I guess, yeah. I was talking to Scott Ryan, and he's saying that uh, right from the beginning, they had announced it, said, I don't remember this. I do remember that. Ah. I do re- I do remember them announcing that this was going to happen. It's totally understandable. And it, luckily, we all have DVRs. So you could technically still watch it at 9 o'clock. You know, just wait until nine, and you could. Still I don't want to wait, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what I usually do. happens is, that, yeah, it, it, I'll just have to pause it. I mean, I do have a day DVR, yeah. and so I'll just pause it, put the kids back to bed, and start playing, and maybe it'll just take me a little longer to finish. <laughs> I do like right now on Showtime. You can watch the last episode at eight and the newest one at nine. I that's what I've been doing every week. So, oh. It's a, now I have to start my my routine at seven. Hopefully they'll you know they'll air last week's at seven. It'll it'll be fine. And the coolest thing was um, Hastings there doing Scooby Doo doing Shaggy, reading Hastings lines at, at the Comic Con. Yeah, it, it's it was, cool. Uh, really funny. So without all that out of the way, Ben, let's hop into the show. This this episode. I loved it. I loved it. It's weird. I, we were talking before we started recording. Last week, I was kind of like, yeah, it was all right. It had good moments. but And now this episode, you seem to be that way. And I'm like, I love this one. It's interesting. We flip-flopped a little here. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely things I like about it, but I don't know. It didn't quite feel the same to me. I mean, I guess every week is very different. But yes. I'm still, yeah. I really enjoyed last week, and I'm enjoying this one, but there was still something a little off for me. I, maybe I just got my hopes up that we were going to get Coop back at the end of this episode or this yeah. part. Uh, I think that's where a lot of people are going. A lot of people are really like, but you you made a great point a couple of weeks ago, and it's something I tell myself every time I watch this now. Because of you, Ben, we're not really seeing Dougie. This is Cooper. True. This is Cooper. We he's are a baby. Seeing... He's relearning. He's remembering what yeah. he likes and dislikes. And Lynch had said that in an interview that this was what it was going to be about. Yeah. Cooper coming back into the world. So if you just take away that word Dougie, because Dougie is dead. Dougie mm-hmm. has disappeared. I think it's even more enjoyable. You say, no, this is Cooper. This is Cooper relearning who he is. And this is a journey. And I don't want that journey to last one episode. I mean, granted, could this have been wrapped up sooner? I don't know. Well, we can't really say until this whole thing's over, but I've been enjoying the ride. Yeah, I'm enjoying it too. And I say every week that Kyle McLaughlin is doing an amazing job, a great performance. The funny thing about this part is I think it was like a half hour into the part before we even got Kyle McLaughlin. I kind of... <laughs> yeah, which is fine by me. You know what, Ben? Honestly... This was so action-packed in the beginning that when it went to Dougie, a little part of me went, oh, Dougie, I was really, li- I was really <laughs> liking everything we just saw. And, but everything that happened with Dougie to me, I really liked. So it kind of took away that little uh, part of me that was like, oh, can we, just, can we just have a whole episode like what we just saw? That was yeah. so good. So good. So so this is twi- the Twin Peaks: The Return, Part Eleven, and it originally aired on July twenty third, twenty seventeen. And the title is "There's Fire Where You Are Going." There's Ooh. fire where you are going. Going. And it's interesting, which makes me think of Fire Walk with Me. Definitely. 
And we know next week's episode is called Let's Rock. And we all know that's that's the firewalk with me. That's like, you know, written on the windshield. Right. So, and that's what the little man says in the dream. When, when Cooper's yeah. in his dream, he's shaking. And all of a sudden, the little man turns around and said, let's rock. So I kind of feel like that uh, Cooper could be having his awakening very soon. Um, but we should start off with Shelly and Bobby. We got to learn so much about the relationship in this episode, which was just so awesome. It's so cool. I mean, you know, I was definitely hoping that they were together. And Shelly gets a call from Becky and Becky, uh, uh, a car ride. Yeah. And so when Shelly comes there, I guess Becky takes the car and Carl has to give Shelly a ride. And he says Shelly Briggs. So I'm assuming she's married to Bobby. They were married. Mm. They were, or, and they had a divorce, or they're going through a divorce. And I feel like Shelly can't stay with a good guy. I feel like Bobby became, he, he became good. Like, he, I think he was always good, but he got out of his bad boy phase, and Shelly's just attracted to bad boys. Yes. But let's talk about, like, she, she goes down to meet Becky um, to go get, because Becky has a gun, and she's like, I need a ride, and all of a sudden, she shows up with her car, you know, Shelly gets out, she's she's ranting and raving, that asshole, she's got the gun, she steals Shelly's car, and Shelly drives, jumps onto the roof of the car, and holds on, like, it was like, what is going on? Is she gonna kill Shelly? Yes. That, that, that scene was nuts. I mean, what did you think? Did you think, like, Shelly, this is the end for Shelly here? <laughs> I can't, I would hate to think that she would go out that way, but it's showing how much she cared about her daughter, and she really didn't want her to make any big mistakes by maybe killing somebody with the gun. She knocked Shelly completely off the car, and no, you know, she doesn't care about her mom. She takes off, yeah, and Carl, luckily Carl, Carl is like their Uber, or Uber driver now. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, has he has a, like a, he, he uses a flute or something, and yeah. all of a sudden it comes by a car. Yeah, That's so funny. it's like maybe we can make a Carl uh, Uber app. Maybe when we go on uh, to the fest this weekend. There you go. So you <laughs> we, know, we need a ride from the airport to our our motel there. Wait, how cool that inside that van he's got like a he's got like a little desk off to the side. Like it's like so cool in there. I want a van like that. Yeah, um, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, because he has a little CB radio, and he, then he uh, gets a hold of Bobby because he calls the the you know the police department. Yeah, we learned they have the same. Well, they 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 have the same last name. I'm like, oh my god, they're married. This is awesome. Yes. And well, we learn they're probably not married anymore. When Becky goes to the hotel, now this whole scene was crazy. Becky goes to the hotel. We we don't know. Stephen is in this hotel. No, or apartment building, I should say, is in this apartment building doing something with somebody. We don't know who or what. A neighbor comes out, yells, no one's home. Go away, go away. And she just unloads the gun into into a door. Yeah, that's very stupid. I mean, how do you know if it's not somebody really there or not? I mean, that's just... Did you think someone was going to come out dead? Or did you, like, a part of me was just like, the door's slowly going to open and there's going to be like six bullet wounds in someone's head. Um, I was concerned that it could be somebody not related to Steven. Yeah. Like, I was afraid that there's maybe some other people there. Yeah. A kid or, yeah, someone else, a, 
unrelated. Yeah, definitely. I, I had the worst uh, fears in that scene. Who do we see? The camera does the evil dead move, I call, where it just goes flying, flying through this apartment complex, down a flight of stairs, and it lands on Steven with Gretchen Hayward. Yes, Alicia Witt. Alicia Witt. Yes. And we only learned that it's Gretchen because of the credits. Well, I knew it was Alicia Witt. I was like, it's Alicia Witt. It's, that's Donna's sister. What is she doing here? Why is... <laughs> so we're, we're going back to the central theme of Twin Peaks where everybody's having an affair with someone else. Yes. It's yes. true. Yeah. I mean, and, you, have, you have a husband that is beating his wife and he's cheating on her. <laughs> Yeah. Who knows? She might be cheating on him. Yeah, it's very. This is very old Twin Peaks feeling, but this is more extreme. It's more violent. Would the original Twin Peaks been as violent if they were allowed to go this direction? Because it's weird. It was never this violent. It was like, oh, soap opera. Oh, I mean, it was. Yeah, me. I mean, the violent, the most violent they could do was with the killing of Maddie. I mean, this was yeah. ABC nineteen ninety ninety one. And now we have Showtime, and they can pretty much do whatever they want. And Becky's, you know, shooting holes in a door, and we don't know what's on the other side. <laughs> Carelessly <laughs> shooting holes into a door. So the Alicia Witt thing, seeing Gretchen, was really cool. So when I first saw her, I wasn't sure if she was going to play another character, because that's some actors who played in Twin Peaks are playing other characters. So it wasn't until the credits that I realized it really was Gretchen. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I assumed right away. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I waited for the credits for that uh, verification of who she really was. But right away, I was like, that's Donna's sister. <laughs> um, so we get to see Shelly and Bobby, you know, and Becky sitting at the Double R Diner having this family powwow of Becky, you screwed up. And this was kind of a sweet moment. I really liked it. Like, I kind of felt like I'm seeing the Briggs back in the old series sitting down with Bobby. Oh, yeah. And now we're seeing a broken, you know, Shelly and Bobby, whatever has happened between them that caused this divorce, they still come together for their love of uh, Becky, which is really cool. It was, I, I liked that scene a lot. Yeah, I like that scene a lot. And it's funny, I still think there's a callback. So Bobby is talking to Becky and he's saying, if he ever, like, basically harms you, yeah. uh, I'm going to take him down. And it's kind of like a callback to when Bobby, 25 years ago, came to see Shelly, and she was beat up. And he's like, if you were, if Leo ever touches you, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, you're right. That's a it's, good That's a good catch. Yeah, so it's the whole if he ever. Both times, it's kind of like Bobby's like, you may have been harmed, and I probably could do something now, but I'll do it if it happens again. <laughs> <laughs> Back then, yeah. I no, both now, times. I mean, like, I don't oh. know. I think he kind of knows that Steven is not the, the yeah. current. I mean, the older yeah. Bobby knows that Steven's no good. And he's still kind of like, well, I got to catch him before to take him down. But That's true. That's true. And, you, I mean, we don't know how this abuse must be going on for a while. And you can tell they're like, don't fall into this. You're better than this. And she's yeah. like, I, I shouldn't be with him, but I love him. And you can tell Shelly's just like, oh, boy. 
You yeah, know. I feel like Bobby and Shelly have look they give each other looks kind of like basically Shelly was in this situation like she knows yeah. what it, it what it was like. And here's the part that really throws me for a loop. You know, Shelly starts breaking we you know, she's breaks down in tears. We really care about you. She's hugging her. And then in the window, we see I'm sorry, we see red in the window. She goes from zero to 10. She's just like, "Oh, we love you." Then all of a sudden she's just like, "Oh my god." She literally just is like, daughter? What daughter? And she takes <laughs> off. And, like, she like she gave no shits seeing this guy. Like, it was... That part was heartbreaking. Yeah, that her attention... You know, when her daughter needed her, her attention went to a new love or... Yeah. yeah. And they, they started kissing in front of the doorway. And clearly Bobby was bothered by this. And then she looks and she's like, oh, we should go somewhere else. Like, (laughs) you just made out with this guy in front of Bobby and your daughter. It was weird. And you can tell Red has this power. He's the bad boy. He is. They're going to meet somewhere. We don't know where, but they're going to meet. That's right. They they have their secret place that they go to. Yeah. And yet again, this is like the old twin peaks there's some affair happening i mean granted we don't know if bobby and shelly are officially divorced we don't know if they're going through a divorce maybe they're just separate i mean yeah, right. there's so many questions we don't know the answers to on this one yeah and so um, i was hoping that maybe that ren and shelly were just flirting when they were at the, the roadhouse but clearly they're in a relationship yeah i think shelly is still attracted to the bad boy yeah, I don't know. I she I really want her and Bobby to be together. Isn't that crazy? Oh, me too. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny because by the end of uh, the second season, I don't know if you even cared about Bobby and Shelley, but I I think they're a good couple together. I think Bobby has grown in seeing what kind of person he is now. He is the right person for Shelley. I think back then, you I really never had a good grasp. Of who he was. He was always looking for the cheap. How can I make money without right. doing any work? True. And he was so taking I, advantage of like, oh, you're pretty. So we can uh, yeah. <laughs> parade you around and make money off of it. Yeah. And I feel like she was attracted to this bad boy. And then when he, he probably grew out of that, like most guys do, and he becomes a cop, maybe that wasn't what she wanted anymore. So Mark from Deer Meadow Radio is listening he is wearing his leather jacket. <laughs> we had predictions, and one of the oh. other pred- was about the Entertainment Weekly cover and how they how they were dressed. And Mark didn't believe that old Bobby would be wearing a leather jacket. Oh, and he was. You're right. He was not wearing his uniform. Yeah, he was off the clock. He's off the clock, but he still had a badge and he still had a gun, and he still uh, when when he when there was gunfire in the double R, he went to work. Yes, see, this is a, this was awesome. All of a sudden, there's a drive-by shooting, and holy cow, I was like, what is going on? This episode is crazy. I'm like, is this Twin Peaks? What is this? This is action-packed. <laughs> and I, my adrenaline was pumping watching this. I was like, what is going on here? Not um, the door. <laughs> yeah, not the door. Why? Who's shooting it up? So Bobby runs outside, and there's, uh, you know, all the cars are at a standstill. There's minivan. There's this woman, and she's she's berating and yelling. <laughs> she's honking the horn. It just won't stop. And... Oh, yeah, the woman behind kept oh, honking. Oh, yeah, the woman behind. 
and, and but the mother is just like you moron why would i think there's a gun in here why would he have a right. gun the child gets the gun is one that's do, doing the shooting yeah so so from my understanding is there was a gun underneath the seat and it slid and the kid grabbed it and he just shot it just for ha-has yes so, you know, mentioning this uh, kind of crimes in Twin Peaks, there's a scene at the sheriff's station, and um, I want to say her name is Maggie, and she just keeps on answering the phone. It's like, yeah. whereabouts? Somebody will be there. Whereabouts? That's... But it's like, oh my gosh, there is a lot of crime in Twin Peaks. Or is there a lot just happening that night for some strange reason? Maybe. It seems like there's a lot more crime in Twin Peaks. Yeah, I mean, with the drugs, the sparkles, you know, the and jets, Domestic abuse, the... I mean, there's just everything yeah. that's going on. I don't know if you want to talk about that car behind... Yeah, uh... yeah, yeah, I want to get there. Okay. I, I Just before we get there, I want to, like, it's interesting about the whole gun thing, though. You know, Bobby takes the gun, and you you see the kid, and the kid, stone face, just staring at Bobby, and then he pans over looks at the dad, it's the same thing. It was kind of bizarre, I mean... What did you get out of that scene? What do you think there was some meaning behind this, or you know what? What do you think? My first thoughts on that was that Bobby was like looking at a younger version of himself. Like he was a punk when he was a kid, and he didn't mm-hmm. like have a very close relationship with his father. And so I just saw it as that that the the father is doing his own thing and doesn't want to be a part of the whole scene, and. We love Major Briggs, but in some ways I think Major Briggs was very much into his own work and probably wasn't always there. And that's probably why they had friction in their relationship early on. So yeah. that's why I looked at it. Is I looked at it and was like, <laughs> here's a little punk kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, good. That's good. a good connection. I like that. Because you're right, Major Briggs, he was a good dad, but he would disappear. He would just literally vanish. And nobody know where he would be. I mean, and with these people, it was just seemed like the father just didn't want anything to do with the family halftime. Yeah. Mean, okay, this is the most weird... This is the weirdest part of this episode. Probably the whole thing so far. The woman keeps honking and honking and honking, and Bobby's like, I'm going to tell this woman to stop. What the hell is going on? Please, man. What are you doing? We're trying to get home. We're already late. We're late for dinner. It's way past 6.30. Why is this happening? I saw that gun go shooting out the window. Her uncle is joining us. She hasn't seen him in a very long while. We're late. We've got miles to go. Please, we have to get home. She's sick. Oh! Oh! Oh, God! Ah! 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 And then, this is the part that was just like, what? Are we watching a zombie? This this little girl rises Hmm. from the passenger seat and just got goo and all this crap coming out of her mouth and starts going towards um, Bobby. And the mom, whoever this woman is, starts screaming. And a part of me was just like, what is going on? I initially thought of the little girl who had the bug go into her mouth. Granted, yeah. that was in the 50s. But what do you get out of that scene? Like, what do you? what's your takeaway? My takeaway 
is it could be related to Sparkle and the drugs and whatever Red has been up to. And I think about that girl at the roadhouse who was itchy and she was rubbing her armpits. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm wondering if... I'm wondering if if there's actually and I, this is my this is this is something I think I was talking with some people on a private Twitter where it could be like maybe the water is being tainted in Twin Peaks like maybe people maybe people are drinking drugs or something like that. Wait a minute. Remember what the Woodman says about the water. Mm. But that what if the Woodsman this night in Twin Peaks uh, are taking over where something's happening. Because the last time we seen someone remotely close to this was Mr. C. What if there's something trying to take over this kid? It was very strange. I mean, the yeah. water theory is good, I definitely see possession. I mean, that's possible. And they're yeah. definitely talking about things that are black and that's usually evil. Or, so it could be something could be taking over. Yeah, and, and, and granted... I. The uh, water theory is definitely good. Or, you know, in this day and age, kids get into drugs or he could have took something, taken something that did this. I There's so many questions. It is so bizarre. I, I literally said out loud, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was like, what are we, what is going on? Like, Basically, that's what my wife said, too. I think she was a little freaked out by that. Like, it, yeah, it definitely came out of the blue. It definitely came out of left field. I like your I like the water theory. I also have this weird theory that there is this uh, is something trying to take over or the woodsman creating this chaos to sure. stop to stop something. I don't know. So next, I guess we'll go into Cole, Albert, Tammy, and all those guys. We get to see Cole and gang. They're all in the police car, and they're going to go to see William Hastings Zone. They're going to go to the zone. The zone. Um, you know, I was thinking about the so I just before I forget about it. So you know, we have two coordinates. We have coordinates in Twin Peaks related yeah. to was it Jackrabbit? Jackrabbits, yeah. And then we have these coordinates in North Dakota, South Dakota. I'm, I think it's South Dakota. Yeah. I'm wondering if Major Briggs was in Twin Peaks and went into those coordinates, and then we have Bill Hastings who went into South Dakota, and that's how they met. You know, like I these... think so. I think so. I think, I think you're right. so. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I, I agree this brought them to the same place. Maybe each area, different areas, have different coordinates, different zones. And I, I'm, it's most likely gateway. I mean... Cole, you know, he walks in, like, there's this, you know, these dilapidated homes in a trailer, and uh, we see briefly the woodsman creeping around, and they see him too. So he's not like, and they disappear, man. which is interesting too. Like they're like spirits. Yeah. Cole decides, well, I'm going to go in and investigate, and he sees that portal. Um, so this portal is in the in the sky, and it's like a yeah. a vortex. <laughs> it's like you know twirling in the in the sky, and <laughs> this, of course, I'm going to go back to the Wizard of Oz. It's like uh-huh. a tornado. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, it, and it's, a, it's an inverted tornado. Okay. Instead of out, it's in. And in that tornado, we see a flash of the woodsman standing on uh, a staircase. Mm. And someone on, on, well, on social media discovered 
that the wallpaper sort of looks like the wallpaper from where Laura walks into the painting in Firewalk with Me. Yes, I saw that, the flowery um, yeah. uh, wallpaper. Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And there was no staircase in Firewalk with Me, but it's could all be the same area. Yeah, it definitely. And it was cool. It was creepy. I don't know if you noticed the wide shot where it cuts to a wide shot and Cole is just in the middle of that field with his arms up. And I don't see anything. It was just odd looking. Like, there's nothing going on. And it just hit them, him with his arms up. And I'm like, so you can't see it from any other angle but being directly underneath it. Yes. Which is interesting. It's very interesting. Very interesting. And I think about, like, one of our early Twin Peaks promos had a blurry David Lynch. And I think we weren't even sure it was David Lynch. I think we all guessed it was. But it's funny, that yeah. actually came from that scene. We thought it was Leland. I thought it was Leland. Oh, yeah. Remember the white hair? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we saw a couple couple of the promotional shots all came from this episode. Right. So there was, was, they they were hanging out at the uh, police station and uh, Cole was eating a donut. And we have a commercial where David Lynch is eating a donut. And you can barely see somebody holding a cup of coffee. Uh, foam cough. I bet you that's uh, Laura Dern. Right. So it's. I was always wondering who had that cup of coffee that was drinking with David Lynch in the promos. And I bet you it's Diane or Laura Dern. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right. That's awesome. Because she was it right was next really... to him. And, I mean, it's possible it didn't, but I think that's cool. After that, Albert notices that something's happening, pulls Cole out. And then they scan around and they see the woman's body. We see the secretary's Ruth. rotting corpse. Right. Ruth. Makes sense. No head. Yeah. I mean, you find a woman's body with no head, you know it's Ruth. A naked body. No matter body. where you are. <laughs> yeah. A naked body. Like, Ruth, we know it's you. And the coordinates are written on her arm in gigantic letters. And, and smeared you know, a little bit. Yeah. Some of the letters. I mean, this body must have been out there for a while. they very lucky it hasn't been found by anyone else. Honestly, it's probably a week and a half. It's probably not that long. But still, you think, or it'd be like decomposing. So they're very lucky. They got, they found the body with, with the numbers. And as this is happening, this is where Diane, you know, something's up. So Diane, she sees the woodsman. She sees the woodsman walk towards the cop car. She doesn't say a word. Woodsman disappears. And then all of a sudden, you know, Hastings is dead. Yes. And I think Diane knew this was going to happen. I think when she informed Mr. C what they're doing, I feel like Mr. C has control of these woodsmen somehow. Um, so I'm going to disagree. You, 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 yeah, you are? I'm disagreeing only because we go to the police station and David Lynch, I mean, David Lynch, Gordon Cole says he saw some men or he saw the woodsman. And then Diane speaks up and says she saw something as well. Or she said she, she thought she saw somebody go into the police car and then she kind of brushes it off. But what if she, she wouldn't have said that if she, but she also says, Oh, I don't remember. I don't know what I'm talking about. I think she's, I think she's just kind of like, maybe if, they, okay, here, I look at it this way. If they said they could see them and she didn't say anything, 
They'd be like, Diane, you were looking at the police car. What, did you not see this? Maybe she's just kind of covering herself a little bit. At the same time, the police officer didn't see it. Uh, Albert didn't see it. It Yeah, I I, I think it was strange that Diane didn't yell, like, hey, there's something there. She just watched it happen. Well, it disappeared. I I mean, it got to the car, and then the woodsman disappeared. So it's kind of like you shake it off to be like, oh, I must have been seeing things. Do you think Mr. C... Uh, kind of alerted this was going to happen and that Hastings needs to die. I kind of get this impression that Mr. C has something to do with his death. I don't know the how the relationship of the woodsman and Mr. C is. I mean, the woodsman came and helped him, it healed him, but yeah. I don't know if there's a relationship where they talk to each other. You know, like, um, I wouldn't like the way I envision it. Wouldn't be talking like we like like we would talk. I kind of see it like. The woodsmen are kind of in tune of what he's doing. I kind of feel like they're minions in a way. Hmm. Um, but I don't think there's like a verbal, something verbal happening. I feel like it's all intuition. Mr. C, obviously, with these woodsmen were trying to cover tracks. We've seen them at the morgue. Yes. We've seen them at different places. That's a good point. Yeah, that would, and, and he was in. The um, woodsman wasn't in Hastings when Hastings. He was in this jail cell that Hastings was in, that he could have been possessed by one of them. We don't know. So I kind of feel like they had um, these woodsmen have some sort of beacon to Hastings, and they they probably knew he had to die, and hmm. they were going to kill him no matter what. But since he was out of the jail cell, they had an opportunity to take him down. And I kind of feel like maybe that's what it was that Hastings was a beacon and they were after him no matter what he was going to die. If it wasn't now, it was going to be further down the road. So maybe Mr. C didn't say anything. Maybe it was these guys were after him the entire time and it didn't matter. Yes. I'm glad I worked that all out in my head. (laughs) (laughs) They all gather at the police station and Albert, I think this is interesting. Albert was trying to hint to Cole that, hey, maybe we should call it an early night so Diane leaves. I kind of <laughs> felt like he was, like, saying things and, you know, he can't hear what. Yeah. I guess and he I wasn't was... picking up what he was trying to say. Yeah. It was... Because Diane was definitely trying to uh, uh, memorize the coordinates. And, you know, Albert didn't do a very good job of hiding it from Diane either. He he almost looked like he was purposely holding it out so Diane could see it as well. Hmm. But he, Albert did look and caught her in the act. Right. But didn't say anything. Maybe they're setting her up. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe they made up the numbers and uh, they want to see what she's going to do with it. You know the two smudged ones? Yes. Albert could have put those on there on purpose. Hmm. Or maybe he did something to manipulate it and to throw her off. Because I kind of felt like it was on purpose. But he was also like saying, hey, we should call it a night. Right. She should leave so we can talk, you know. <laughs> but here, here's the part of Twin Peaks that got really cool. We got coffee and donuts. Big donuts. Yeah, those look like some yummy donuts. <laughs> I'm not a big donut guy. Yeah, But I, I was like, I would, I really want to eat one of those glazed donuts. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, those I mean, really so we're getting good. more donuts. We had donuts last week. We have donuts this week. <laughs> <laughs> Twin Peaks has come back with donuts and uh, coffee. They, they, you know, they, they talk about what's 
what transpired and what they got to do. I'm trying to remember if there's any more to that scene or not. I can't think of anything that's important. That was basically it. So they're... I'm trying to think of what are the next steps or what are they going to do now? I mean, Well, the next steps were they got the coordinates. Hasting is dead. They got to keep moving, I guess. Mm-hmm. Drink coffee and have donuts. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll quickly go over the two smaller scenes of this episode. Um, the beginning of the episode starts off with three kids playing catch. And we hear a gargling and a yelling. And it's Miriam Sullivan. Yeah, who, so she's crawling. Uh, she's crawling her way to try to get help. So she's not dead. No, and it, she's crawling through the woods. This poor woman, how long has she been crawling? And where has she been crawling through? And I just felt so bad for her. Um, so I feel like Miriam is going to be the uh, the eyewitness to get back to Truman about Richard. Hmm. And we might see our Audrey. We might see Audrey because of all this. We say that every week. I know. Well, I don't think we're going to see Audrey next week, but I'm thinking that if she goes to the police station, they say, well, we don't know where he is. They could say, let's talk to his mom. She might have an idea. And you're saying Audrey is Richard's mom. Yeah. Well, we all, I think everybody's been saying that. I mean. What about Donna? No, no, Donna. Donna does not exist in this world. Really? But her, her sister does? Only her I think Donna. I think Donna left town. We'll have to find out. Or James, in that motorcycle accident, killed Donna. No! <laughs> but he was able to solve her murder. It was him all along. <laughs> he forgot. It was a quick, quick uh, wrap-up. Uh, James has always been cool, I guess. Um, yeah, always. He killed Donna. Uh, that's why he's cool now. Um no, that's mean. So I don't know, Marion Sullivan. We're gonna, we're probably gonna get learn learn more about what's gonna happen to her next week. But I kind of feel like this could lead to an Audrey reveal. You could know? be. It, you know, the uh, Truman. They could be like, you know, ever since Audrey went to that coma, they could give us some background of how Richard was conceived, who was the dad, or nobody knows who the dad is. I kind of feel like. If they have to go looking for Richard, we might get some history of the family tree there. Yeah. We'll say, oh, Cooper went to the uh, hospital and had his way with... This is not the way it was supposed to happen, Ben. Not at all. Not at all. They were supposed to go on a plane, and Audrey was supposed to say she was a virgin, and that's how (laughs) Cooper... No. (laughs) And then another big moment of the episode... Hawk shows Truman a map. Yes. I, I love this. Well, it's like it's been in his, it's been around for a long time in his tribe or his people. And he says, but it's a living map and it always is present, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I loved it. And this kind of harkens back to when Hawk told Cooper about the White Lodge and the Black Lodge. Yes. He's got history. He knows a lot about the woods and about this area. And I, I really enjoyed it. They had talked about the fire. There was two fires on the map. Yep, and the corn. And the um, corn, the black fire. Yeah, and, yeah. And Truman asked about that symbol Mr. C had on his card, which I think is probably the mother or the experiment. Yep, and he goes, uh, 
You don't want to know about that. Mm. You know, doesn't that symbol remind you of a bloated owl symbol? I mean, if you, you made the owl symbol and just put a circle around that, you got the same symbol. It's true. Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, so I was wondering. So I can't can confirm this or not, but some people are saying that Michael Horse actually designed that map. Interesting. I think that's pretty cool. Surprise guest, everybody. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Horse is on the phone. Um, if we ever have him on the show again, maybe we can ask him that. Yes. And guess who calls? The log lady. Margaret. I love hearing from her. Part of me is kind of like, it's like she's calling every day. Hi, I love Mark. it. <laughs> and every time he says, thank you, goodbye, I'm like, is that going to be the last one? Mm. I hope not. So I cherish every time we see her on the screen. I'm like, I just got you just got to cherish it because yes. we don't know if we will see her again the next episode. And I, I, I'm so happy Lynch didn't just put her in the beginning. He really savored it and spread it throughout. And I think that's very special. It is uh, so special. Have. It does feel yeah. a little bit like the like the Log Lady intros that we get spread out. Yeah. Because she has all this wisdom to share. And she knows that like there's danger ahead and the fire. She She's pointing Hawk in the right direction and telling him if he's doing a good job or not. And I kind of like that. Yeah. It's like a spiritual mentor, almost. The meat, the meat of this episode is the Mitchum brothers and, and Dougie. Yeah, so this was set up that basically the Mitchum brothers thinks that Dougie Cooper is out to get them. And so they're going to, you know, take care of him. I, I love how the uh, the boss, he he figures everything out. He figures it out in a way that, like, the Mitchum brothers aren't weren't deceiving them even right. though we 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 know from the last episode they kind of were um, well no, no i think no so bushnell figures it out that uh the insurance uh claim was wrong and that the um mitchell brothers actually do deserve the the money yeah and so he remember who was taking care of this claim this was anthony who you know, oh, he's yeah, shady yeah, yeah. anyways. So he was the one that rejected the claim. And That's he, true. when he went to see them, the brothers there, he said, oh, I was responsible, but it was really Dougie who, who, who rejected it. You're right. You know, if we go back, he said to him, you're a liar. You're lying. Yeah, but Cooper Dougie saying that Anthony's lying. Right. Yeah, you're right. Okay, so wow. Man, that's a I know. It's, <laughs> you have to go back <laughs> so many episodes. I really, I wish I had time. I would like to map this all out and see how everybody's connected. And, and yeah, it's complicated. So yeah, it, Bushnell actually has a check to give to the brothers, and he gives it to Cooper Dougie. And Cooper sees from the Red Room to go to the coffee place that has a gigantic Z. Right, I so remember. I do want to the same coffee place from New York. Yeah, he goes in, and he, he all of a sudden he's at this gigantic box. What's in the box? Yeah, I thought a seven. I'm like, <laughs> does he have a head in there? Oh. What does he have? In, dude, dozen, like three dozen donuts? So he goes, he got, he's got a box. I did think they were donuts. I, that was the first thing I thought. It's like, oh, he got some donuts. And co yeah. Or actually, I thought maybe they were coffee, but it's like, don't spill it. Um, 
oh, before we get to the next scene, you know, before all this, the Mitchum brothers, Bradley, he he was like, I'm really nervous, but I couldn't sleep. I had a dream. A dream. I, Gotta love dreams in Twin Peaks. Oh, man, did this get me going? When he said that, I'm like, oh, God, this is so good. He's like, I had a dream. You didn't, in this dream, you didn't have the scar from Candy. He pulls off his Band-Aid. The scar was gone. The mark was gone. And he goes, listen, if he has something in that box that I had the dream of, we can't kill him. We can't kill him. Yes. You got got to promise me we can't kill him. And I love this, this whole thing. And I'm going to go back to last week. I was not a fan of Candy hitting him in the face with a remote. It was my least favorite thing, but it played and it's funny, I rewatched episode. it, and I, I loved it again. I was just rewatching it yesterday, and I was like, thought it was hilarious. So it's funny. <laughs> Everybody just has a different sense of humor. Yeah, well, I, it, you know, it wasn't... It's not the sense of humor aspect. I, I think it is funny. I just didn't know where it was going. What? Why am I being shown this? Now I get it. It you know we're 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 basically critiquing one hour out of eighteen. So the payoff, if if we have to wait for the payoff for the next episode, it makes sense. So that was the payoff was the dream and that scar not being there. So that scene made sense now to me. Like if that scene didn't have a payoff, then I guess I. Could oh, that's a good point. It. That's a good point. Yeah. That that you need to have that scar there so that the brother could say, hey, it's not there anymore. He yeah. says, the candy cut. Yeah, the candy cut. I, I do want to talk about candy a little bit later on. Um, but anyway, so he, he has all, he has his dream and this happens. So they meet Dougie out in the, out in the desert because they're going to kill him and they're going to leave the body. And obviously they want to do it in a secluded area. So now, I knew he was going to get killed, but you, you still get like, there's the tension there. And it's like, how is Dougie Cooper going to get out of this? Like he's an idiot right now. <laughs> like what is he yes. going to I mean, So it's fun to see how he gets out of it. Yeah. I was, yeah. Like really, how is this going to work out in his favor? But the dream was the dream a manipulation of the Red Room? Because Dougie seems to be, everything's turning up Dougie, you know? Yes. Cooper always seems to have this great intuition. Everything is helping him. I feel like this dream was brought on by the Red Room. I agree. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. With From... From winning all the lotteries to doing his homework for Bushnell. Yeah, so everything, it seems to be the Red Room has been helping him along. It's interesting. So he opened, they open the box and it's cherry pie. This is and that's what now... he says to his brother. It will be cherry pie. pie. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get coffee, we get donuts, and we get cherry pie. That's a good I mean, episode. This episode has it all. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it has Bobby and Shelly. I mean, this episode just has so much stuff that I love. And, and so, you know, it's funny that you mentioned cherry pie. That um, My wife's like, oh, do you want to get some kind of like special dessert for uh, uh, Twin Peaks uh, on Sunday? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, how about a pie? So she brings home a cherry apple blueberry pie so it's like oh my a pa- god it's like a patriots pie so it's the red white and blue yeah and i i actually put it on twitter i take a picture of it but it's like that's what i had while i was watching this part that's awesome cherry pie it's like yeah your intuition was strong 
Very strong. Was, it was strong you're, sender. You're a strong sender. That is awesome. Oh, it was so you knew it was happening. Finally, you got one of your predictions right, Ben. Cherry pie. Cherry pie. You're like the obvious thing's not going to happen. Cooper's not coming back officially, but we got the cherry pie. That's something. So the scene, they're all around this dinner table at a restaurant, and um, they're the Mitchum brothers are gushing over Dougie. You're the man. We got the money, and you know, and you're such a great guy. And who walks in? But the woman from the casino, who's like, "Do you know who you're sitting with? He's the best guy in the world." Yeah, so she she had won the lottery because of um, uh, Dougie Cooper there. Like yeah. first she didn't want anything to do with him, and then he helped her win lotteries or I'm sorry, the jackpots. Yeah, and she reconnected with her her grandson or her kid or yeah, I think then, it was her son. Yeah, she had, like, a house, and her life has turned around. And... She had a little dog, I think. Yeah. <laughs> she got, got everything she wanted. She gives him a kiss, and, 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 and they're digging into the pie. He's eating the pie, and they're toasting with champagne. This is the moment. This is the pie of the moment where he's like, okay, damn fine pie. Yes, and the guy goes, this is damn fine. And, like, they're saying, and I'm like, oh, my God, is he... Because it's all must be coming to him right now. This is like on back at the diner or so many moments he's had with his friends yes. surrounding him. The music changes. So this guy playing piano. So talk about this music. I mean, it was, it was, it, I think the name of the music is Haunting. Yeah. And it, it did haunt me and it felt like other music. I, I spent some time researching and I couldn't find the music because it is original Battlemente. But it made me think of like La Mis a little bit. It made me think of other music. And I think it just has that melody that, I don't know, that this that haunts us. <laughs> Did it? I almost thought it sounded like Laura's theme, but very slow at yeah. first. That's what it sounded like to me. I was just like, ooh, interesting. But yeah, it is, it is the song Haunted from Lost Highway, but a well, piano version of it. No, I don't think it's the same though, because the Lost Highway is a different. Isn't called? It's more than just haunted. Yeah, it's like two. It's like haunted and um, it's something else. It, if you listen to it, it almost sounds the same. Maybe it's not. A, it's maybe it's a different version of it. Hmm. I don't know. It was interesting. He seemed to be taken back by that song, and um, he seemed to kind of come out of his shell a little bit because he's kind of talking on his own. And you have Candy, Mandy, and the other one show up. Uh, the girls show up to start giving Cooper more pie. Mm-hmm. And Candy, she gives him more pie. He's kind of in this this kind of Cooper stupor, if you will. He's high off compliments and all this pie and stuff. Now, I got a theory about Candy. Before you get into that, I mean, just to clarify, it's called Heartbreaking is the name of the song. So I don't know where we came. Maybe it's Heartbreaking and Haunting is that, from Lost Highway. Yes. But har- this yes. song is called Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Okay. Is the Lost Highway song. So that's where the confusion was. Yes. I had a theory about Candy. And actually someone on our Facebook page mentioned the same theory. That was kind of uh, throwing around in my head. I feel like, do you think that Candy is like Dougie? I thought the same thing when I was watching it, maybe for the second time. <laughs> I have a theory about who I thought maybe it made me think of. But... I thought it was Laura. Okay. But we don't know the rules of this yet. And like you say, this is not um, Quantum Leap. Right. 
if it was Laura, wouldn't Candy look like Laura? Yes. But maybe she'll go by a mirror, and then all of a sudden you'll see that it really was Laura the whole time. Like, maybe they're playing a fa- fast one on us. I maybe. actually was thinking of Annie for some reason. I don't know why I was thinking Annie. Ooh. Right oh, my God. I didn't think about Annie. That's a good one. Maybe because Annie would be in the same state if she was in the Black Lodge. Maybe she's lost her memory. Yeah, we know, we know, well, we know from Missing Pieces, Annie would, you know, Annie got out of the Black Lodge anyway in the show. Right. Yeah, so she was never stuck in the Black Lodge. She was for like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, but they said that she was, she was at the hospital and yeah, she was I doing know. all right. I know. But you're... I I don't know if she's anybody, but she does seem like she's somebody, and she, maybe she's something happened to her, and she's kind of in the stupor. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, why is she? There's a reason why she's like this, and I kind of feel like it's a, it reminds me of Dougie right now, of Cooper, and I kind of feel like she is somebody. And what if it was Laura? I mean, wouldn't that be weird? Like, that'd be crazy. How we don't know anything about Candy. All we know is she, they always use her to do everything, but she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. There's two other girls. They never ask them to do anything. <laughs> I think about that too. I'm like, seriously, you're gonna ask Candy again? She clearly doesn't even know her name. Aww. Could you ask Mandy or Tandy or whatever the other one is? Yeah. Like, and it gets aggravating, but it's also interesting that Candy mentions the traffic for some yes. apparent reason. And in Twin Peaks, we had a traffic jam. Wow. I didn't put that together. But that's and then interesting. Last week, she talks about air, the conditioning. air conditioning and how hot it is. And now, you know, there's talk of the flames and. Margaret talking about the flame going out in the dark, who was left. And it's interesting what she's saying and, and why she's saying it and things that are happening. I don't know. This all could just be a coincidence. It could be really nothing. But I, I don't know. I feel like Candy could be somebody. I, I feel like there's... Why would they just make this character be the way she is for no reason? I just feel like Comical, there's got to be... Comic relief. Uh, I don't know. Why... Why did the why did the guy lose his candy scar? That's interesting. Well, we always have strange things happening in Twin Peaks or re- around Twin Peaks. Very far from Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe the weird. red room that cured uh, healed him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just weird so, things. Weird it things. Seems to me that the Dougie storyline is very close to being done. We we have the the yeah. brother storyline is done. It seems like his work storyline is pretty much done. Ike is done. Jade storyline is done. It seems like yeah. things with his wife is done. I mean, I feel like he's pretty. I mean, there's not much left. Can you think of anything else going on in in the storyline? No, I I feel like if we didn't, if this was a two hour episode, we wouldn't have gotten the piano player. We would have gotten maybe the return of Dougie. I mean, return to Cooper, I should say. The Cooper comes out of his stupor. I, I, I honestly feel like this episode coming up is the wake-up call. So we're saying it. We're saying part 12 is the wake-up. The fact that it's, it's called Let's Rock. Let's Rock. That, that tells me that it's time, it's time to go. Like, 
we we, we got to go here, folks. It's and time I, to get I, going. Yeah. It's, yeah. The funny thing is, there'll be seven. There'll be I think there'll be seven episodes left, so, which is like the first season. Yeah. And so it's just the right amount to have uh, Cooper back to tell solve the mystery. Or some state of Cooper. Yeah, because I feel like things are moving now. So I kind of feel like. I, I I will put a stake in the ground and say that we get some sort of Cooper-ish thing back next week. I hope you're right. And we all get to watch. We get to watch it at the festival. And how cool would that be? Yeah, we will be at the Roadhouse, which it, it, they filmed the exterior at, and it's pretty exciting to be in Twin Peaks watching Twin Peaks. And if Cooper came back officially. We everybody would go ape shit in a row. Yeah. You know it. You know it. Everybody just start cheering. <laughs> um, I don't want to get my hopes up. I might start crying. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's back. And oh, I waited twenty five years. Yeah, I, I I think the payoff's coming soon for this. I really do. And I the fact that every memory and all they're hitting on all these points, I think is a great thing. And I I think it's like. It's coming close. So, any any more thoughts or theories about this episode, Ben? Not really. I mean, so the the name of this is "There's Fire Where We Are Going." Yeah. So, it definitely seems like we're leading towards evil, or the bad. I mean, maybe we're going towards where the woodsmen are. They know where the woodsmen are. I mean, right. they know where the portal is now. It's just trying to get Mister C to show up. You know. Do we need Mister C? Well, I think Albert and Cole, they know that Diane's going to give this information to Mr. C. And if they can set up shop in the area, Mr. C could show up and they can ambush him. <laughs> is it going to be that easy? No, no, yeah. no. Nothing is ever that easy. I mean, there's a lot of other things in play. We got we got Prince coming back from the police office. Uh, the police no major Briggs' head. Uh, there's so many things that are in in the works so last week or two weeks ago we got to sit down and have a conversation with uh sam from reddit um he's one of the admins yeah and you're you're on reddit all the time so it's kind of cool that you guys can you know can talk about (laughs) everything that's happened in reddit yeah and he you know he explains to everybody what Reddit is. We talk a little bit. And it's a really great interview. And when we first talked to him, they were going to celebrate the Twin Peaks Reddit page hitting the population of Twin Peaks, that number. Um, and they did it just like yesterday. That's awesome. Uh, so in this conversation, you'll hear us talking about that. But you can go to the Reddit page. You go to Reddit backslash Twin Peaks. And you'll they have confetti flying on the banner. Aww. Like a celebrate. It's really cool. Yeah, with all that being said, enjoy our conversation with Sam from Reddit. So we have Sam. He is one of the admins on Twin Peaks on Reddit. You might know him as Iswit. Sam, it's great to have you on the show. It's great to be here, finally, yeah. So you and me, we we talk a lot on uh, Reddit, which is really cool. And I want to say thank you for giving us a lot of... uh, you know, leeway with some stuff. I did, I was very new to Reddit when we started this podcast, and I learned a lot. And I appreciate everything you guys have done for us on that page. Can you give us some history about who started the Twin Peaks Reddit page and your involvement with everything? Um, well, that's actually kind of a, a, a fun story, I guess. Um, 
I guess technically the Twin Peaks Reddit page started like seven years ago or something like that from some user who I don't even know. And I guess he was administrating it or adminning it, however you want to say it, for a, for a while. And then he sort of just vanished off the face of the earth. And Reddit has this process where if a particular subreddit um, is kind of moderatorless for a certain amount of time, then you can apply and take it over. Uh, so one of the other moderators uh, on our subreddit, um, his name's Ted. Uh, he goes by Binary. You've probably maybe seen his name on there. Yeah. Um, he applied and he got the subreddit and then he started adding some new moderators over time that he felt would uh, help kind of flesh out the, the page a little bit more. And I was one of the first ones that he added. Um, my responsibility in particular is more of the, I guess you'd call PR and marketing sort of stuff. Um, so I run the... Um, official like subreddit Twitter account. And I also do a lot of things like uh, plan events and contests, and then also try to get in people for what Reddit calls ask me anything events or AMAs, kind of like big interviews with the entire subreddit where one person will answer just a ton of questions in an hour or two. Um, so as far as those goes, we've had um, Harley Payton and Mark Frost so far. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. I think I, I participated yeah, in, the, in the Mark Frost one. I think I, yes. I I went on, and that was fun. Yeah, we're hoping to get him back um, after the series is over and he, when he releases his newest book that's going to come out on Halloween. Yes, yeah. Awesome. The final dossier. Yeah, yeah, the final dossier. We're very excited for that. <laughs> part, part of me hopes that it's not the most final Twin Peaks thing. I'm, I'm still hoping maybe for some more stuff after this Halloween, but I guess we'll see. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We'll cross our fingers for another season yeah. or, or something. <laughs> so... Can you explain to people who they don't know what Reddit is? I constantly say, hey, we're on Reddit to some folks who listen to our show and people who we're friends with, and they all say to me, I'm too old. I don't understand Reddit. What's a Reddit? Could you explain to people out there what Reddit is exactly? Well, uh, I, don't, I, I think being too old is not a valid excuse for Reddit. Uh, Reddit's actually been around since 2005, I believe, so wow. it's kind of outlasted a lot of other social media platforms that exist. But it, it is true that Reddit itself can be a little overwhelming to new users. Uh, when you land on the front page of reddit.com, you just see this mishmash of links from who, you know, who knows where about all sorts of random topics. But if you create an account... Uh, you can subscribe to what are called subreddits. Uh, the Twin Peaks subreddit is just one of them. There are tons of them for any topic you can imagine from other TV shows like Game of Thrones to hobbies like bicycling or knitting or whatever you're interested in. So you can subscribe to all these different things, and it kind of filters your feed so you only see um, news articles and conversations about stuff that you're actually interested in. Um, and in the case of Twin Peaks, you can simply navigate to the Twin Peaks page itself, and all you'll see is all things Twin Peaks. Um, and we've uh, kind of done up the CSS quite a lot on the page, so it looks you know, fun and enjoyable to be on. I love uh, how you got Cooper, and you click on it. It looks like Laura Palmer in, wrapped in plastic. You hover over it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's the Reddit guy. What do you call the Reddit alien? I don't know what the name of that guy is. Uh, the Reddit alien, uh, its name is Snoo, S-N-O-O. And oh. uh, I think the website was actually supposed to be called Snoo.com originally when they thought of the idea, but I guess that domain was taken, so they went with Reddit instead. <laughs> but they kept the name for the alien. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I never knew that. And it's interesting. A lot of stuff you see on Reddit first, and then it will kind of migrate to Facebook and Twitter. Uh, Twitter. It's interesting. You'll go on there on the all, and you'll see a lot of cool, funny stuff. And then you go on Facebook a day later, and people are reposting it already. <laughs> so a lot of stuff does get generated on Reddit uh, first, which is kind of neat. It's kind of a running joke around the entire website of Reddit.com that... Uh if you have a friend that doesn't use Reddit, but they use Facebook and they'll come to you and say, Hey, look at what I found on Facebook and they'll show you. And you're like, Oh yeah, I already saw that on Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's great. <laughs> so what are some popular uh, conversations right now on Reddit related to Twin Peaks? Oh man, uh, you should see my moderation feed. Um, <laughs> it's, it's tons of harebrained theories and wild eyed speculation and <laughs> especially after part eight came out oh, uh, yeah. everyone's trying to uh you know cut it apart and dissect it and analyze it as much as possible from my perspective i i basically monitor the flow of the traffic and posts that are coming in and make sure that there's nothing breaking any of the rules but i tend to see tons of these theories uh, so much so that sometimes I kind of just glaze over and don't pay much attention to, <laughs> to what the people are actually theorizing. <laughs> I think Party, generally speaking, was a huge hit among most Twin Peaks fans. So a lot of the conversation right now is stemming from all the things we saw in Part 8. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. What was the influx of people from before, like say last year, up until when the return was about to start? What Was there a huge influx of people subscribing to the Reddit? page oh man yeah it's it's been kind of nuts when i first came on the moderating team uh, i guess about a year and a half ago or so um i think we were sitting around maybe like 14,000 15,000 subscribers uh to the page and as of today we're sitting around 47,000 most of them came just before the show came back um i i want to say the week before the premiere, we had about 25,000, and then all of a sudden, we've almost doubled in size. It just keeps growing. That's, That's awesome. That's really cool. It's really exciting, though, to think that, right? There's just a community there, and more people are, are being part of this community now. Yeah. I think that's wonderful. I'm seeing it. I mean, I see it on Twitter. I think we see it on Facebook. On Facebook, everything. It's grown. And I think episode eight was highly talked about. Even people who never seen the show because it was trending on Twitter worldwide trending on twitter yeah and i think you know that brings in more people because they're like well, what's everybody talking about and they'll check it out could you explain to everybody who doesn't know about reddit about like uh your tags uh so when, if people go there they're not going to get spoiled like how does that work so people can go in and they can pick a thread to read and not have something be spoiled for them we've done a lot of work on the Reddit page to ensure that newcomers to the series don't get spoiled for parts of the show that happened back in the original run, uh, including the movie and some of the books, as well as the current episodes that are airing, if you're not all the way caught up, um, so you don't, you don't get spoiled on things you haven't seen yet. Um, so when you post on Reddit, we require you to add a little tag. It's just a couple of brackets and a specific wording that announces whether or not your post has spoilers. And that way, a newcomer can see your post and see that it has spoilers and just avoid it if need be. And originally, when we instituted this whole process, we got a lot of flack from the community at large because they felt that the original run had happened so long ago that it's kind of old news and everybody should be able to talk openly about it. And if the new series hadn't come out, we probably wouldn't care and they could do whatever they want. But We've had such a huge increase in traffic and all these new people who've never even heard of the show before coming in to find out what it's all about that we don't want to spoil the fun of the original 30 episodes for them. Great. That's really nice. Yeah, that's I really like that cool. 
And, you know, another thing, maybe somebody who doesn't know anything about Reddit, can you tell about how there's this kind of up and down arrow and then there's a number? I know what it is, but maybe we can go, you can explain a little bit how that works. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so the, the way Reddit works in general is uh, a lot different than how Facebook works. Um, so on Reddit, uh, if somebody makes a post, you have the opportunity to not only upvote it, kind of like liking, but you can also downvote it. Um, and I, the intent on reddit.com is supposed to be that if the topic or conversation or comment contributes to the conversation, whether or not you like it, you should upvote it. Mm. If it doesn't contribute to the conversation or it's like spam or just harassment, you should downvote it. But that's not always how it turns out. Sometimes if somebody just doesn't like your opinion or they, they don't like what you're talking about, they'll just downvote you, <laughs> downvote you anyway. <laughs> um, so it's, Good intentions, but not always the best execution. But yeah, you can you can up and downvote all the posts you like. Yeah, that's it's cool. really cool. That's nice. And I guess if it's something that's popular or something that people are liking, it's a great way for the community to let other people know what's something good to read. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. I only upvote everything when I'm on there. I just upvote. I like that. <laughs> I like that. There's a benefit to to upvoting the posts specifically on our subreddit. Not that I, you know, I'm trying to influence you or anything. But if you do upvote the posts, um, the more likely they are to show up in other people's feeds if they're just viewing kind of the general flow of what's happening on Reddit. So if we have a post that's crazy popular and gets hundreds or even thousands of upvotes, it's more likely to be seen by the Reddit community at large and therefore more likely to bring in people who weren't previously familiar with what Twin Peaks even was. Oh, I didn't even um, think of that. So you're what you're saying is it's not even part of Twin Peaks that in general, the Reddit community in general, it will just keep on going up. Mm-hmm. So like if I would I I would be at the would I be at the homepage and those are all the most popular yeah. upvoted stories. That's cool. correct. Wow. And to my knowledge, I don't I don't think we've ever hit the front page yet. So uh, keep keep upvoting. Maybe we'll get there someday. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> I Come think on. that's a great thing. Anybody listening that is on Reddit, let's, <laughs> let's start upvoting a lot more here. Let's get it up on the front page. I mean, I Definitely. try to be active as much as I can. And um, you guys have always been good to us, so I do appreciate it. So thank you. And it, it, I think it's an awesome community, honestly. Well, we might be a little biased, but we agree with you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's also interesting. When we went to New York last year for Mark Frost's book reading, we actually ran into uh, someone from Reddit, which was very bizarre. I'm so jealous you got to do that. Yeah. I, I so wanted to be there. We're hoping Mark Frost will be doing it again. Yeah. Knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah, right. He, he tended to hit all of the uh, the real major cities like New York City and I, I guess Chicago and places like that. I live in Cincinnati, so unfortunately I never, I never get any of that kind of love here. Uh, uh, well, hopefully. We'll tell him. We'll say, Mark, you should go over to Cincinnati. <laughs> you guys are going to be at the Twin Peaks Fest out in Snoqualmie this year, right? Yes. yes. We're going. Are you going? I will be there too. Oh, ah, nice. Awesome. We can meet up. We'll, we'll all be there. Is this your first time? Yeah, definitely. Uh, actually, no. I, I went last time in 2014. Very cool. Wow. So then you can give us a tour. You can help us uh, get a sense of the area. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, so th- this is your first time there, huh? Yeah. Yes, we're very excited. For me, tw- I mean, 25 oh, well, years. You guys got really lucky getting tickets. Uh, I, know. <laughs> I know. Well, it's crazy because actually, so the tickets, are, I think, supposed to go on sale at 1 p.m. And like 
uh, 15 minutes before one, a quarter of one there, that they, they were, went you know, on they sale. Went, they were open, and I'm texting Brian, Brian, you, you got yes. to get on the website now and get tickets. And we got them. And like within 15 minutes, they had sold, sold out. out. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it, they went crazy fast. Yeah. And for me, I've waited. I've literally been waiting 25 yeah. years to go. Literally, because I actually got in the mail when I was uh, when the first festival, which was in '92, which was by um, New Line Cinema, was really running it for Firewalk with me. But I had gotten a letter about the festival, and I wanted to go. And you know, I was in high school, and I could not go. And then you know, life just happens, and you just you know, you can't go. And so this is, I'm really pumped and excited to. This is going to be the year to go. Yeah, and I'm excited to go, but also get to see to. To see Ben so excited, uh. and I think for me that's going to be even better. <laughs> like getting to go with Ben is going to be awesome, but like just having to witness Ben's excitement about waiting twenty five yeah. years, so it's going to be special yeah. all the way around. Not only am I excited about being in the location of the filming, but also Sherilyn Fenn will Sherilyn be there. Sherilyn Fenn will be there. Also, yeah, that'll be exciting. Too. I know. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, also like James Marshall and. Uh, uh, Crystal Bell and a whole bunch of others. Yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, if if Mage and Amick went, I, I'd be pretty happy. And, oh, yeah. and Cooper, come on, we got to get Kyle McLaughlin to go. I, he's never gone. To this him. has got to be I it, know, though. This is the year. And David Lynch should show up too. And Mark Frost. And- yeah. <laughs> but Kyle McLaughlin has been making the rounds. For him to be there would be very special. Yes. Yeah. I yeah, that would be incredible. I mean, come on. We got to do so it. I, um, I, I think it would. It, I think it would turn into a riot if he showed up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. So that's exciting that you're going to be there. We're going to definitely have to meet up. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. Uh, so, like in 2014, the, the tickets were so easy to get; it wasn't even a problem at all. And this time, I was sweating when I was buying the tickets. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I know. I I had a sense that like, with it being on this year, I was like, this is gonna sell out fast. Yeah. And like I was like, I think it was like a half hour before, it, and I was just like refreshing the page, and then I was like, what? It's oh, it's already open. <laughs> it's like oh no. Bye bye bye. Yeah, I was right there with you. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. So Sam, can you tell everybody how they can get onto this Reddit thing that people are confused by, and how how they can follow you or any of your information you like to put out there? Sure. Um, so if you go to reddit.com slash R, that's the letter R, slash Twin Peaks, uh, you'll find us. So that's reddit.com slash R slash Twin Peaks. And uh, I'm one of the moderators, and my handle is iswit, which is spelled I-S-W-I-T-T. Nice. Cool. And you're, you're on Twitter too, right? I am on Twitter. Uh, so we, I think our handle is just Twin Peaks Reddit, I believe. And I think I'm pretty much one of the only moderators that ever posts on there. <laughs> ah, cool. Cool, cool. Well, we, we appreciate your time, and thanks for uh, explaining Reddit to everybody and being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been a good time. Thank you, Sam. It was so awesome to talk with you. I learned a little more about Reddit. If you would like to email us, you can at TwinPeaksUnwrapped at gmail.com, just like our friend Patrick did from Charlotte. He writes in, Cooper Homecoming. Hello, guys. So this is my theory on when will Dougie be Cooper again. It goes back to the poster Bushnell's office. It says... In four furious rounds. So that woke the Scott Pilgrim scholar in me <laughs> and realized that Dougie Cooper must defeat four evil exes or something like that. Now, have you seen <laughs> Scott Pilgrim? I love that film. I think you would, if you haven't seen it, it's so good. 
Oh, it is one of the best adaptions of a um, graphic novel. Amazing. I, it, it's still one of my favorite movies. So in the film, Scott Pilgrim, he likes a girl. Now, to get it with his girl, he has to defeat her exes. And now she has ex-girlfriends and boyfriends, and he has to defeat them like bosses, like boss battles. It's like a video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's great. It's like a live-action video game. So... He goes on, there are four villains that Dougie is dealing with. Now, this is something you just mentioned a little bit later, uh, a little bit before, Ben. Not 100% sure about the first one, though. The first one, the loan sharks Dougie owed 50k to. Hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, Janie E was the one that took care of that. It wasn't Dougie. Yeah. 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 So he writes, reason I'm not 100% sure and not convinced is because uh, Janie paid the 25k back and made them go away. So he he's not sure if they're going to come back because they might feel ripped off or that might be taken care of. I, I could get it's kind of like a gray area. Yes. Um, like the spike defeated. Now, today, as of this recording, the Mitchum brothers defeated. So we have the loan sharks defeated. Like the spike they're defeated. defeated through kindness, through pie yeah. and yeah, money. Pie and money. And the fourth one, Dougie's cohort. Huh. Now he's. He still hasn't been defeated yet. That's true. We have we have the one last thing. He's well, is he defeated? Because he's the one that put the hit out with the Mitchum brothers. Right. So Well he was carrying it out. Like he went yeah. to Todd there and Todd told him either you either, either the brothers take care of it or you better take care of it. I guess he still has to defeat him because now he has to take care of it because the Mitchum brothers are no good. But I feel like the Mitchum brothers would have his back. I feel like Dougie's got it in good now with the mob. Yes. Patrick continues, after Dougie defeats all factions, Cooper will come back. I'm most likely wrong, but haven't heard anyone talk about it from the point from this point of view. Keep on podcasting from Patrick, level 1A alt from Charlotte. Sweet dreams make you fat. Um, <laughs> And thank you for the email. Yeah, thank Patrick. you. Yeah. Uh, and you can write us at TwinPeaksUnwrapped at gmail.com, just like he did. So I, I like that theory. You're right. We always see the poster, uh, you know, of his boss. And his boss is like, you got to take care of this. Maybe, maybe everything is taken care of. Maybe everything on that list is done. I, I, I think than, so. Maybe yeah, he needs his so shoes too. back. <laughs> he just needs his shoes. Dougie Cooper needs his shoes, and then he can uh... – Click them three times and there'll be no place like home. Ah, uh, I hope. I hope. And how how's everything going on Twitter? Oh, um, Twitter is awesome. I, I I mean, there's always such great conversations going on. We are so close to fifteen thousand. I think we're like yeah, we're really less than a hundred away. Probably by the time wow. this airs, we'll hit fifteen thousand. And on Facebook, you can like the Twin Peaks Unwrapped on Facebook. Right? And how's now, Facebook going? We hit our goal. We're over 900 likes. That's awesome. I could say I would. My next goal is 950, but I almost feel by after the festival we can hit a we can hit a thousand. That's what I'm thinking. That's awesome. I'm gonna go crazy. Go um, crazy. And everybody joins in the conversation after the episode. I post a photo. We talk. This episode was just the moment I posted that photo. It was just crazy talks and conversation i loved it and uh hopefully we'll do a feedback show down the road we could talk more about that but the conversation always continues on facebook and twitter for us 
And if you have something you want to get more personal, email us at twinpeaksunwrappedgmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes. Please subscribe to us on iTunes. Please give us that five-star review and leave us a review. And I've been reading some of the reviews. We've gotten a couple in. Now, Ben, someone stood up and said they enjoyed your mmms. <laughs> I'm sure you, you get some more today. Just so you know, you have a fan who enjoys them. Well, thank you. Well. I don't yeah. do it on purpose. It's just <laughs> my mannerism. And um, by the way, Brian, yeah. I noticed on on a Twitter you shaved your beard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't even recognize you anymore. Uh, well, <laughs> my beard is almost back. It's been 48 hours. So, wow. Um, I grow it quick. Uh, yeah, I shaved it. It was time. I do it like every couple years. I'll just start start from scratch. I got to reboot on the old beard. Well, you look younger. (laughs) Thanks. I, I, yeah, I I shaved off a couple years. (laughs) A a lot of people were saying how even my gray hair disappeared. It was just the lighting. I noticed that too. I said, oh, maybe it's the lighting. It couldn't be that you would color your hair or anything like that. No, no, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) I I like keep the silver fox look. Um, So if you recognize me from Twitter or Ben or please say hi to us at the festival. What else? What else, Ben? I, I, I think... I think that's it. I mean, hopefully we can we'll talk about it next week a little bit of our experience in going to Washington State. Yeah. Oh, before we go, I want to talk next week. You know, we're bringing our recorder. We're going to record our podcast. Hopefully, if everything works out from the festival after watching the episode or the day after with with some special guests. And I hope it works out well. And that will be next week's episode. So it might be. Uh, a little crazy. It might be a little sloppy, but I think it'll be a lot of fun. We are not going to interview anybody at the festival. If it, I mean, if something happens, great. But for the most part, we're going there as fans. We're going to enjoy the fest as fans. We're going to let everybody have a good time, and we're. I, I think we're kind of going to this not expecting any major interviews. We might get one outside of it for a future date. That's maybe. Yeah, that's it's all about networking. Yeah, yeah. But when I say special guest, I'm talking about John Thorne. I'm talking about people who've been on the show. Something like that. That's cool. what I'm thinking. Cool, cool, yeah. cool. But I think that's I the think show. That's it. Yeah. And go vote for us, please. Last week, the last big push, podcastawards.com. Takes less than five minutes. People's Choice in TV and Film. Just get it in there. Um, just We'll get nominated. We just want to get nominated. It'd be great. That'd be awesome. And... Um, Keep with the iTunes. As of right now, I think we only have four Twin Peaks shows in the top 200. We're one of them. Wow. Because, uh, like I said, other shows are coming in. It's become very crowded. Saying Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) Game of Thrones is taking over the Twin Peaks podcast spots. so many Game of Thrones podcasts. Uh, Holy smokes. So, you know. Such is life. It was Such it was life. great while we had the moment. We 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 were able to get in the top fifty. We got our friends in the top fifty. We'll always have that. Always, always. But with that, I guess we'll see you guys next week. And can't wait to see some of you at the Twin Peaks Fest.
policeman's dream. The policeman's dream. 